cliffcentral.com. All right, so we got lots to do this morning, and one of the things that everybody loves on a Monday morning is Collectomania. It is brought to you by the South African Gold Coin Exchange and Scoin Shop. You can check them out at Scoin Shop, S-C-O-I-N shop.com. So just in case you don't know, after an 18th mo- 18-month postponement due to COVID-19, the world can finally see the latest James Bond film. Remember, we were meant to see it last year, but it's finally come out. It's called No Time to Die, Mr. Bond. No time to die. Bond is finally also in a coin collection. Uh, the Royal Mint. Ah. Yes, the Royal Mint releases these coins every now and then. Look, take a look at these. Aren't those great? They've got. Um, I'm so glad it doesn't feature in one of the actors because that would, that would, you know. No, well, it's. You'd have to bring out you'd have, loads more. Exactly. But those so, are quite generic. This is an amazing uh, three coin series that's been designed to include the iconic imagery of the Aston Martin, the submarine, and the tuxedo, all looking very, very mm. sharp in those coins. You can have a look at all of them. It's fantastic. Um, when placed together, these three coins cleverly reveal the 007 configuration, but oh. only when you hold them together. So it's very, very cool. And uh, the South African Gold Coin Exchange and the Scoin Shop have exclusive distribution of all three coins, and the first two in the series have already been sold out. The final coin in the three-part series is available, but not for long, so you need to get these ASAP. You can test your James Bond knowledge with the 007 quiz for a chance to win a James Bond one-ounce silver coin. Get to scoinshop.com to check all of that out now. And remember, if you're a collector of anything interesting or unusual, you can get in touch with us on contact at cliffcentral.com. We are waiting to hear from you so we can share your amazing collection with everybody else. So, Matt, Before Car- we get to Matt, yeah. sorry, uh, uh, having seen the Bond thing, we had a so at supper on Saturday. We were having a good time and uh, we had a very heated argument about the fact that um, Daniel Craig is easily the worst James Bond ever because he looks like a bouncer. And I always, <laughs> I always like Connery, um, you, you mm-hmm. know, smooth, suave. And Daniel Craig looks like a bouncer in a suit. Doesn't he look like an oak who wants to clop you in four ways? I, I want my Bond more Pierce Brosnan, man. But like, you, you, do you know what I mean? Or, you're saying, or, or you're saying a little more refined. I don't know. I, yeah, he looks like uh, I want to clap you, but I don't look at my cheek. I sort of lost interest in James Bond somewhere in the Pierce Brosnan era. I just, I, I used to be a massive Bond fan. I used to love the movies. I actually watched one or two of them last year during lockdown just to kind of re, you know, reacquaint myself with the whole thing. I'm not the biggest James Bond fan. I remember Ben is, and he's got like lots mm-hmm. to say about this, but. I don't know. I, I didn't mind Pierce Brosnan. My favorite Bond was Roger Moore um, because that was the era I grew up in. So, you know, those movies were just like peak Bond in my book. I know lots of people who are massive Sean Connery fans. There's probably going to be a, a, a different Bond after Daniel Craig that some people will love and someone will hate. Uh, it's, it's, you know, this is such a ob- uh, subjective thing. Um, for you, Mbulelo, you don't like Daniel Craig. Some people think he's the best Bond because they – just saw him for the first time now. They didn't see Who Connery. are these people? And keep them away know. from our children. Gen they don't deserve Z- to be in our society. Gen Z, they are the children. Maybe they're the ones who, who didn't know what. They, they, they don't get watch Sean Connery and, you know, see him smack Idris it, Elba all smack the way. That's what I say. You think Idris Elba's the guy? Mm. Okay, well, he may, he may uh, be. Caitlyn Jenner. I, I say Caitlyn Jenner because I, I want to save space. <laughs> I want to save space. <laughs> All right. Enough of this nonsense. You can get those amazing James Bond coins from the Scoin Shop. Find out more at cliffcentral.com or go straight to them, scoinshop.com. But now it's time to bring Matt on. Uh, Matt Carter sent us an email. Hey, Matt, how are you? 
Good, thanks. How are you guys doing? Good, man. So Matt's been working in the coffee industry for 10 years. He's collected a vast array of alternative brewing methods, and these are different ways to brew coffee that aren't espresso machines. Um, So he's got some pretty wild uh, stuff in his collection. First of all, uh, you heard all of our coffee stuff last week, I hope, because we've been... Yeah, definitely. We've been zeroing in on coffee for the last two weeks. Uh, Just coincidentally, your your collection fits right in with that theme. So tell us about how this all started and what exactly you do in the coffee industry. Sure, yeah. So it started probably when I was about four. Um, my uncle, I got vivid memories going to his house and he has a mocha pot. It's an old Italian style that kind of screws together and it makes espresso style beverage. And he's sitting on the floor and he used to do yoga. So his feet are wrapped around the bottom of the thing. He's trying to tighten it. Um, and so that's the first memory I have of coffee of like proper, proper coffee is about four. (laughs) And I kind of fell in love with the whole idea of the, um, like the community and the, the, the family of coffee. And it's right. kind of played through the rest of my life. And so now I work, yeah, like you said, full-time in the coffee industry. And my job is to go to all these incredible countries, sourcing the best coffee, bring it wow. home, roast it, and sell it. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Bolelo, this is, your, this is right up your street. <laughs> yeah. oh, hey, Matt, what's happening? <laughs> yeah, and I also Suddenly, run. So, you... Bolelo, like, oh. it's been lucky to chat to you finally. <laughs> yeah, you got, you got, I'll let you guys have a chat for a little while while Leanne and I just... We can align our fourth chakra. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's it. A refined man. man so, that is that is awesome, man. Sure. That's an interesting business Sorry, to be ahead. in. No, no, no. So, so obviously, because you travel the world and you get to source interesting coffees from all over the place, and you obviously know a lot about coffee, um, you, you collect the equipment as well. Um, That's it. When did the collection of equipment start? Did you also get that from your grandfather? A, a little bit. So a little okay. bit of it came from that side. Um, so some of the stuff that I have, I'll just uh, bring something into view here. Yep. This here is made in Japan. It's oh, a Hario wow. siphon. Um, and it's got this little beautiful gold inlay, and the coffee gets brewed in the top in the perfect temperature, and it gets vacuumed down to the bottom. And this here mm-hmm. is made probably in the 60s um, that this was made in Japan. So that was inherited. I've got a, a hand grinder that was also inherited. Um, but officially, Amazing. it started in 2015. Um, I had an espresso machine, and I just realized it was a lot of energy. It was a lot of space. There was a lot of water. Um, so I thought, let me just... You know, like I actually don't really like espresso as much as I like the full-tail, the alternative brew styles. So um, started, so I just got rid of all my espresso machines and started buying these quirky alternative brew methods. Um, so today I've got about 34 different ways to make coffee. Look at these. Yeah, this is, some of them. On, on, the screen, yeah. on the screen at the moment, I've got a whole bunch of, of them on show. Awesome. First of all, some of them, are, are those dirty? In other words, you haven't taken the coffee out of them? Or is that just how they look? Some of them are a little bit dirty. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I didn't know Dory would put that one up. I sent a much nicer one for you to put up. Okay, well, that was just to hook you guys. Tell us about yeah, this. Yeah, that's a pretty one. Tell us about this. This yeah. is beautiful. It looks like it's made of copper and glass. Exactly, yeah. So that there makes coffee. It takes about 12 hours to make a coffee with that. Sure. And it drops one drop of coffee per second. And you can adjust it. There's a little knob on the, on the side there. And you can adjust it so it drops at the perfect <laughs> drop rate. Wow. 12 hours. For coffee, yeah. And it comes out cold as well, obviously, because it's taken 12 hours. Um, but it's a Japanese style of making coffee um, that makes it incredibly smooth and incredibly delicious, especially if you mix it into a cocktail. Um, wow. And make it as, use the cold brew as an ingredient. It's actually really delicious. So do you warm it up afterwards if you want a warm cup of coffee? 
Leanne, you can. You can mix it with a little bit of hot water because it's quite concentrated. But what I mm-hmm. normally do is just mix it with a little, some ice and a little bit of pouring cream or a little bit of full cream milk. Um, mm-hmm. That just makes a very nice, refreshing. Now, coming into summer, really nice, refreshing beverage. That sounds amazing. Um, Jeez, that's awesome. What, what is the, what, what of all these things that, that you have, all these machines that you make coffee with, which one is your favorite one and which one makes the very best coffee? Because I didn't know that you could find a machine that would make a 12 hour coffee, but you must have, you must have experimented with all of them at some point and decided which one is your favorite. So if you feel like treating yourself, um, which yeah. one do you use and, and how long does it take? So it really depends on the coffee. Um, I think you guys, you tasted that coffee with Ishan last week and you realized that coffee is completely different um, and each coffee is so different. So the, what, what I'm drinking this morning um, is this guy here. This is uh, Hario as well, also Japanese, um, made out of glass. And it's just filters through. There's, I put a filter paper in the top and I pour mm-hmm. hot water through it and it's just a very smooth, delicious coffee. That's my like my daily driver, as it were. Wow. Um, so that's what I'll make my coffee with every morning. But and then when I travel, I'll adapt and I'll take something that's more adaptable to travel. And, um, and so I've got another one that's the size of an iPhone that I travel with. Incredible. Uh, you're obviously very picky then. You're not just going to, to drink any coffee. I mean, that's another thing you and um, Bulelo have yeah. in common. But, but what kind of, what kind of, of beans or roast or, 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 uh, mm. or grounds do you use? Yeah. So, so I always say I'm actually I'm not a coffee snob. I'll drink any good coffee mm-hmm. as long as it's good. As long as <laughs> yeah. it's made properly too. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it, yeah, it really depends. So at the moment, I'm really enjoying South Central American coffee. So Colombia and Brazil this season are having a really good flavor year. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, we had some really incredible Indonesian coffees coming through. So it really does change um, season on season. This year just happens to be uh, cost, uh, sorry, Colombia and Brazil. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do get the benefit of traveling to these countries and really finding the farmers and working with the farmers to improve the quality Amazing. and quantity of coffee coming out as well. So I do have a little bit of bias, unfortunately, mm. uh, where you, you get to know the farmer. And so their, their coffee tastes a lot better than anyone else that season because you worked with him yesterday. Yeah, um, as soon as there's then, a, a good story behind it, it's, it starts to feel different. It's like when you've met the winemaker or the cheesemaker. Exactly. So yeah, what, exactly, what, what, yeah. is, what is going on here? There's a picture up here. Let me explain to people who are listening. It looks like a chemical experiment. You've essentially got a round bottom flask with a flame underneath it. And then you've got some kind of a, 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 an a accessory on the side that seems to contain something or else it's a handle. I, don't, I, I can't really figure that out. It's a, it's a handle, yeah. It's a handle. So you're boiling water in the flask at the bottom. And then there's obviously some coffee in the top or something, and it's it's percolating through. Is that what's happening there? Correct. I actually took this photo just for you, Gareth, because I knew it would get that little science mind of yours yeah. going on the chemistry <laughs> side. Um, so it's called a coffee siphon. It's very similar to that one I just showed you that I inherited. Yeah. Um, but what happens is it heats the water in the bottom, and steam pressure pushes it all up into the top chamber. And that top chamber is held at 94 degrees uh, for as long as you, you have the, the heat on. And that to extract the coffee is the perfect temperature. Hmm. So it sits in there. You extract for about uh, three minutes, give yeah. it a stir, switch the heat off, and a vacuum is created in the bottom. 
and the coffee is moved through a filter back down into the bottom chamber. You remove that top section, which now has the ground coffee. And at the bottom section, like you rightly said, that handle is what you pour from. And so for dinner parties, um, when you're hosting people, if you really want to impress them, you bring out the fire and that particular bring Amazing. device. And that's that's really, it does wow, wow the crowds. Hey, I'm sure, um, I'm it's sure not personally my favorite way to make coffee, but yeah. A, a friend of mine gave me a, a birthday present. Just I'm going to go and fetch it quickly. Uh, this year, she gave it cool. to me. And it's it, it kind of, what you were showing me now, just reminded me of that. So I'm just going to get it for you and you can tell me what you think Hang awesome. on. speak to. among and yourselves Matt, well, in the while, yeah well, while gareth's gone i just wanted to know you, you know uh, as you get into coffee obviously you prefer different ways but where, where do you stand on drinking purely single origin and uh, versus blends and uh, you, you know Ooh, people may, may get into it yeah oh, gareth. that's fine now now he's got nothing to show us so we can just answer the question is um where do you stand on that blend versus yeah. single origin and some people may be getting into coffee uh, uh, where do you stand on that? So I think, especially for when I do drink espresso-based beverages, and um, I think blending is a lot nicer because then you've got all the you, you find a lot more balance, and the human palate really likes balance. But if you really want to taste the coffee for where it comes from and get to understand it, and like like Leanne was rightly saying there with the the winemaker, you really want to taste that single origin, so the Kenya, the Ethiopia, and really f- discover the country as it is. So I, I don't have a, a firm stand, unfortunately, on that. But uh, when I drink my single origin in the morning, that's what I'd go for. But my espresso based beverages, I, I head towards blends. So I found it. No, no, luckily not. Nothing broke. Okay, but um, I did drop one part of it. So I, I, it was because I thought it was all connected. What the hell? So this thing is, it's also copper. Um, let me just mm. get this full screen so you can see what's going on here. Yeah. So it's got copper pipes. It's got like a gas burner here under this flask. So you'd obviously put water in here. And then this piece over here is where the coffee goes. Uh, let me just take this out of here. So this was bought for you, and yeah. it, it, you a, obviously haven't used it yet. The coffee goes in there, and then hmm. obviously it would, it would filter down into this after it's been percolating in there. No, I haven't used it yet, but I'm going to. I mean, I, I love it because it, cool. it, it looks like laboratory equipment. Well, it is. I mean, this is a proper round-bottom flask and everything. But it's nice. It's cool to, to have something it's like that. It just, cool. it just looks cool as well. Uh, I just thought I'd finished growing my collection. I didn't need anything else, and now suddenly I need something else. I need to find out where your friend got that. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll find out for you because it seems like you're the guy who needs to have this. You know, this is the That's thing. This is the thing about it. So, you know, all of this stuff is is interesting to me because obviously, with with technology and with science and with the the fact that coffee's become such a big deal, people are experimenting with new ways to do things. Are there any mm-hmm. Are there any um, machines that because you often go into a, a fancy coffee shop and they've got these things that hiss and make noises and they, they you know, they're so obnoxious. They're loud so obnoxious. and they grind up the beans. And my God, it sounds like it just sounds like all kinds of hell are exploding in these things. Are, the, are those machines better or, or do you like the, the quiet kind of stuff that you use at home that drips one drip every, mm. you know, every second and it takes 12 hours to make a cup? So, so I just think each one has its own place. So in a cafe, 
you, you're not going to sit there for 12 hours waiting for your cup of coffee. Um, so there, the espresso machine comes into play where you're going to get your coffee in three, two, three minutes, and you're going to have a great cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, you're right, they are loud and obnoxious, but there are ways to t- turn them down. So some of the new grinders and a lot of, like you're saying, the technology is moving towards a lot quieter. So, um, and then also making them smaller. So some of them actually fit completely under the counter. So you've just got mm. the single group head on top of the counter. So you've got more interaction with people and able to see the barista making your coffee. Um, so at home, I do prefer the quieter, simpler, slower ways to make coffee, um, without getting into chakras too much, but it is a little bit meditative <laughs> and it is a little bit of that slow pouring method. And, uh, an average coffee will take me about five minutes, six minutes to make a cup of coffee in the morning. Um, but it's that state of mind where you can just slow down make your cup of coffee and uh, enjoy it. So it's that, that process. Um, and, and when I go out for coffee, if I go to a cafe, I don't need that process. Then it's about the relationship because you and I have gone out for coffee. We're going to sit across the table from each other, have a chat, and I don't need to send, spend five, ten minutes making or eight hours making a cup of coffee. I just want a quick cup of coffee so we can build that relationship and have a chat. Amazing. Amazing. What is yeah. it? There, and I love that point. Yeah, sorry, Leanne, go ahead. I'm I'm not I'm not a mother, and I don't know very many small children. I think I know one. Um, but what are you? Is there an age limit or a, an age that you should not drink coffee from until? Hmm. Yeah, they they say probably about thirteen, fourteen. Um, but there's no there's no scientific evidence behind that um, that that I've come across. Uh, the biggest thing for me is the sleep thing. So caffeine, the way it works in your brain, the, the caffeine kind of intercepts with the, pl- the part that tells your brain to go to sleep. So caffeine doesn't give you energy. That's a big misconception. So all it does is make you not want to or be able to sleep. Hmm. And I think that's where parents, I mean, you want your kid to go to sleep at the Absolutely. end of the day. Well, it's the same, it's um, the so same reason think, that parents don't give their kids sugar late in the, in the yeah. afternoon or evening yeah. because otherwise they also have energy hyper. does come in. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So if you drink a Red Bull, it's got the caffeine, but you see all the other stuff that it's got in there. And that's what gives it energy, whereas the, the caffeine is just to stop you falling asleep. Um, so yeah, I, I don't drink coffee past 12 o'clock. Um, 12 o'clock is my cutoff because otherwise sleep and I have a pretty bad relationship. Okay. Now, a lot of people, uh, Moonchild is just going straight to the, 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 the most important part of this. And it's also, I love these questions because she's obviously Moonchild, he or she is just a no bullshit kind of person. Where does the best coffee come from? They want a straightforward answer. <laughs> they don't want to hear yeah. you vacillate between, oh, well, this year it's good in Brazil. Or, Last year it was good in Kenya. Like, where do you think the best coffee comes from? Bulelo, I know, we, we, well, you can say it after, after Matt's had his turn. So if I were to drink coffee from one country for the rest of my life, it would be Ethiopia. Um, you've just got so much diversity. It's the birthplace <laughs> of coffee. It's where coffee was originally discovered um, hundreds of years ago. And okay. every time I've had a cup of coffee from there, you've have, there's a little bit of something special there. And I get to travel there um, fairly regularly. And it is, it is one of my scariest places to travel in many ways because <laughs> it's just so weird and so different um but you know you're going to find something extraordinary when it comes to coffee so uh, in my opinion it would be but it is it is subjective but in my opinion it would be ethiopia wow Bolero. Hmm. Uh, ivory coast no doubt the best cup of coffee i've ever had is in the ivory coast they've got like okay. sensational smooth sure strong but, but 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 it's weird there because they don't have actually a coffee um, culture and industry, they just export, yeah. and, and like all their cocoa just goes out, and 
it's, it's insane the quality they've got this Ivory Coast for me um, Steph is chiming in Steph says best coffee shop I've ever been to was Intelligentsia in Chicago they use scientific lab apparatus to make coffee it blew my mind yeah, Intelligentsia okay. is uh, one of the forefathers of that that movement. They really mm. are a great company. Yeah. All right, well, Matt, wow. I mean, this is terrific. Thank you for sharing your your collection with us this morning. I'm Thank always you. I'm always blown away by what people collect and and what their obsessions are. And this is just another one that we didn't even know about. It's ironic that last week we were talking coffee with the Starbucks people, and now we're talking coffee with you. Um, and and this time it's about the equipment. So. For those who are obsessed, uh, I hope you're happy. We've really given coffee uh, plenty of attention in the last two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and you brew, oh, yeah. Matt. You, so you have a? Do you have a brewery? I mean, uh, yeah, we. I have. I uh, don't own the roastery, roastery, but I work for a coffee roastery. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Oh, no, I'm Centurion. looking forward to trying your coffee. Then. Very awesome. Yeah, definitely. Um, if you're at the office, I might. I can swing by and drop some off for you. There we no, go. Absolutely. Take it down to. Take it down to align your chakras there. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> nice. All right. Very good. I love it. Matt, thank you so much, man. Good to have awesome. you on. Thank you. Thank you. Very good. If you've got a collection and you want to share it with us, then let us know. Just send an email to contact at cliffcentral.com. Cliffcentral.com.